You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Federation, Nam and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firm in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy should have chosen Manoeuvre. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Intro Interruptus Gosling. That, oh no, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like a medical condition. And Lee, my o- my O-ring needs lubricant, Parnell. It's a bit that's sticky. Definitely, that's definitely a that <laughs> medical condition. A medical condition. Yeah, that is 100%. <laughs> Welcome to episode 54, the one where we are hungry for mid-war. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be talking about Faces, Spaces, Something, Something. Where we'll talk about what we've been painting and playing. Well then, as the title suggests, we're looking at mid-war fins. And the Midwar Fins, uh, sorry, Midwar Fins. <laughs> I don't have a point. Oh, so what a far. troll! What a troll! It's <laughs> <laughs> not about that Gary. for a while. That's uh, two minutes in already derailed. Nicely yeah. done. That's fine. And we do our Hungarians and we do our Hungarian cards. <laughs> then we'll be having our um, an officer answers patron special. Da, da, da. And then we'll talk about events and then we'll shoot and scoot. So, Duncan, what have you been painting? I have been painting Ameri- Americans. Americans. Yeah, all of the Americans. In fact, I'm painting some right now. Canada's trousers. Uh, exactly. Exactly. The, the, all of the freedom, all at once. Um, oh, t- yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I was about to say, uh, is tomorrow, oh no, it's not, it's Sunday. Sunday's Freedom Day, isn't it? Sunday is Freedom Day. Well, uh, Ungrateful Colonial Day, yes. Ungrateful Colonial Day. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been painting. So I can't remember what I said last time, but I I think I t- said that I painted the R35s and Stugs. So I painted the US, um, some Greyhounds and some Jeeps for the recce. Mm-hmm. So I've got the, um, the the two Greyhounds and two Jeeps, the one with the 60 mil mortar. They're all finished now. Um, and uh, four M10s to go with them. And right. I'm just at the moment painting the, uh, well, I'm just doing the pin wash on the um, security section M20s, command M20s, and then four more M10s. Um, so I'm going to have a formation of those is eventually the uh, the plan, because yeah. it's actually quite cheap. Surprisingly cheap. Surprisingly mm. vulnerable to MG fire. Uh, is it? Well, the M20s, M, the security sections are. Oh, the jeeps. Oh, well, there's only got one jeep. That's, that's all right. We- weirdly, you get two jeeps with the greyhounds and, and only one jeep with the M20s. Oh. Yeah. Layout, yeah. Yeah. So I think that it's probably better. I like the M20s as well because you don't get um, that thing with like the Puma where you're um, tempted to fire the gun. You try to do too much. Yeah. Well, so, that's why they went back to the five centimeter. Sorry, they went back to the the twenty centimeter. Yeah. Two centimetre, 20 centimetre. Yeah. yeah, to stop idiots going, this is not a mainline battle tank, stop engaging. Oh, stuff. No, you're not. Go away. Stop it. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, they're coming along. Um, and then I also painted a Stuart formation. <laughs> a whole formation. A whole formation of Stuarts. Well, actually, that's a lie. I've still got five Shermans to paint for it, but they're not Stuarts. Um, but yeah, I've got... Uh, Huh? They are tank recognition facts and um, on on shoot and scoot this week. Shermans are not Stuarts. <laughs> Shermans are not Stuarts, <laughs> which is very important, especially if you're German. Yes. Unlike the you know the British where everything was a tiger, this is definitely not definitely not a Sherman. But um, yeah, the Shermans are there for um, obviously you can switch in. I think one of the platoons in the Stuart formation could be a Sherman formation. Yeah, well, like so, ones. Yeah. yeah, which is nice. Which is very nice. Because the Stuarts are quite cheap, so it makes that quite palatable. Um, but yeah, that's that's fifteen M5 Stuarts are painted and three Scots. So I'll, 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 fifteen, yeah. Great Scott. Again, surprisingly cheap in late war. Funny enough. Well, it's what I'm fine with the Americans is there's a lot of them to face on the board. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's actually quite a neat segue into the game we played because. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of angry Americans screaming at your Panthers, wasn't there? There was. In some ways, so I haven't played like two weeks before Nathan and um, faced off his um, Stuart Horde, which obviously you're gearing up to do now. So, A. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were going with your, um, you had like your second Indian head, didn't you? So, lots yes. of guys with some machine guns, but still backed up by M10s. 76mm Shermans. There's more five mm Shermans, if I remember right. Yeah, there were some 105s as well, because you can have them in the infantry formation, in the, the gun platoon, if you like, yeah. instead of the uh, cannons. Yeah, so once again, my, um, my, my, my small little, my awfully compact Panther company was um, struggling. It's a very, very target-rich environment of uh, things to shoot at. I, th- I think my favourite bit might have been when that platoon of 2ID went and wreckied the Panthers out of all wood. Yeah. By essentially just running towards them. <laughs> well, you can't yeah, kill but... us all. No, I can kill half of you. Yeah, that's fine. We're still all right. And then they, then they shot the bazooka off, killed that one panther, and basically won the game. So you know, it's, exactly. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's glorious. But um, it was a tough nut to crack. But you were right about the 105s. I did deploy them wrong. I used them as artillery when I shouldn't have been. You know, I should have used them as um, fire support for the infantry. Yeah. I'm trying to barrage stuff, but that's that's that was the first time they're out, so that's what that's what those sort of games are for—is ironing out things like that. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, you had the advantage in that I'd already put all my army down, and you had your tanks to go. So you, yes. you, I put my Panthers and Panzer fours on one flank to just try and overwhelm the 57 millimeters and just try and hit the objective where the infantry weren't. And so yeah, I mean, you, you sort of let me off a little bit by. Um, only refacing me off with the 105s and the M10s and putting the 76s versus my infantry and Oswins on the other flank. Yes. Not that Ray matter because I showed my ass off to you and got a long range 76 shot in the, for, um, in the in, buttocks. Is that why your ring needs oiling? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was one of those moments where I think Nathan spotted it because he was obviously watching it and I don't think you had. No. Oh, and, uh, no. Yeah. And and you were safe from the infantry because you presented your front arm to them. But yeah, the, the Shermans moved because I remember, you know, I was trying to keep Eddie in mind in terms of the you've got to keep moving, mm-hmm. keep moving. Um, exactly. So they, they moved 
to a position where I could shoot twice and I managed to get a lucky hit because it was I think it was long range I think I was taking your five still in the open it was long range as a relatively narrow thing because it's just down the road because the tree line one side of the road and the um, forest the other meant we the only shot across the table was down that road yeah and because I was squaring off versus the M10s I forgot about the 76s and yeah so my CO, then, my CO copped it but to be fair he didn't blow up he did just get out and then rapidly surrendered to a load of you know, angry submachine gun wielding uh, infantry. Yeah. They did that twice, I think, twice, three times. The infantry just wandered over to a, an armoured unit that had been bailed out and, yeah, arrested them, essentially. <laughs> well, it's good infantry armour cooperation tactics had going on, so... Well, that, well, that and the armoured cars, they did that themselves, didn't they? Walked up, bazooka one armoured car, assaulted <laughs> sorted it and then yeah i think i think you had it right though i i, I should just rushed you with the with the panthers versus those versus the 57s laughed as all the shots bounced off yep because they're not doing anything are they yeah. what are they 11 or 10 yeah i also wonder if i should have got aggressive and had the um and drove the um wasps up and fired their open sights against the guns just to use the brute good god maybe it was a, well, yeah I think in, in in hindsight, yeah, I think there's a lot I could have done differently to actually really push that objective. But importantly, the Thunderbolts did nothing. <laughs> oh, well, it looked encouraging to start off with. You got them on the first turn, yep. and then they missed. You then yep. got the second turn, and they killed a West, but lost one to the return 762 yeah, then... defensive oh, fire. <laughs> yeah, an MG34 shot down a t- Thunderbolt. Not 760, but yeah, it's only a bit like, you know, just, yeah, just a defensive awful. machine gun. That'll do it. But it just, yeah, they just didn't do anything again. Well, so I'm, I'm, they turned up, did they, after that? Not, not really, no. No. They just, I don't know. The trouble is that I keep thinking, well, they only have to come off once, and then it'll be, oh, these are amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're worth it. They're nine points. They're a lot of points. That's the thing. Yeah. If it were five points, I'd probably, I'd probably, you know, entertain it. But nine points—it's a lot of things you can buy for nine points in an army. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's—we we think we were working it afterwards. It's almost like a five-strong unit of stewards. Yeah, they hit on threes, and they're not very good armor, but they're on the board all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Harassing the artillery, harassing the enemy. It's yeah. I don't know. They, they, I'm going to look at it again, but I was very happy with how the M10s performed and. Uh, Again, I think I'm going to try the, the M10 company rather than the um, Shermans with 76s. So go two lots of M10s because I, don't, I, I know they're better, but I don't actually plan to use them to assault because I've yeah. got enough assaulting infantry and things like that. So in theory, I shouldn't need them to no. to be anywhere near the front line. Um, so at that point, the you, I think you save something like a point a hole. Um, over the Sherman 76s for the M10s, and they're forced to hit rather than threes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's pro- there are pros and cons, but I want to try it because it gives me a second formation as well. Plus, in day an M10 has got from a five, so you can still use it as a close support gun if you have to. They yeah. do now, yeah. That's the thing. I think version you get stuck in the version three mindset of them not having great. It seems to be what three. He's before, I think. Was oh, it? Yeah. So, I think they're, they're decent. 
And yeah, if I can squeeze in the, uh, squeeze in a company because I can then take the cheaper recce platoon mm-hmm. or the slightly better recce platoon. So that solves my recce quandary of not having any. Yeah. Um, well, that hurt and, you in that game. No, it didn't really. But it, it, I was, I was looking at this, and it was again going back to the, the intro. It was something that um, Hammy had put up about a couple of the games that they'd had over the weekend at Battlefield Hobbies, and it was more using the recce to deny other people's recce. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, it's massive. In some missions, that can be a big factor. And that's I, what I was thinking, yeah. I mean, we always say spearhead's one of those situational things, but you always miss it when you don't have it. And I think that's... It's those kind, I mean, free, we were playing freefall, and obviously spearhead buys you an extra four inches, and that's yeah. it. But in some of the newer missions, where you get those weird open flanks or empty quarters, then... Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just thought, for the sake of... You know, I can drop the planes and tweak some other bits, and it's, it shouldn't be too difficult to get some that formation in. Um, so yeah, I, I, in fact, I think it was just drop the Shermans, get the M10s in, and then I can buy the um, command and um, recce for the same points almost. Yeah. So it's almost a straight swap. So I'm going to give that a go. I'm, uh, it's just one of those things. I keep tweaking the list just ever so slightly. Try, I'm deliberately not trying to change too much because rather than a wholesale change, I think that, that that doesn't help you. That sounds far too sensible, Duncan. Well, the problem is if you're trying to refine something, if you make wholesale changes, you don't know how well your changes have actually worked compared to what you were trying to do previously. That sounds way too much like science. Yeah, I think, she's science, like, I, think, yeah. I think she'll drop all of this now and do your Keith Flint British list. That's true. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've, I haven't been distracted for a while. <laughs> no, so, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh, I just no, <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, the other thing I have built, so aside from the painting, stuff I built to su- supplement it, is I, I have been distracted by uh, a US combat engineer company. So that's all been built now. Um so that might distract me. I'm still, again, toying with the idea of dropping the two ID and then getting those guys in because they've got um, they've got some quite nice stats and they've got extra bazooka over the infantry and, and things like that. Yeah, but you're back to that problem we were saying about them not having any support. So it's just literally the infantry platoons. It really is. So all your support's got to come from elsewhere. So I don't know. I, I just like them. I like the... The option, but I use the two I um so 29th infantry box for those. So that's good. They look quite pioneering as well, don't they? Yeah, they they do. Um, they've got some nice poses in there, and also because you've got to have um HMGs and bazookas and things like that. I've used the the LMGs from that box as HMGs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's probably technically wrong, but they look fine, and they, yeah. you can tell what they are. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I've been at at the moment. Um. Trying not to get too pulled into the Axis book, the Axis allies. Uh, yeah, we're getting distracted by other things. Like, and I, you're right, I haven't painted any Iranians for a while, so. <laughs> Back to the should... Iranian mine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something that Ben noted, because Ben was saying how he got all revved up with Team Yankee, and we noticed that on our podcast, we haven't really done much Team Yankee recently. We've been all. We've all gone back to World War Two all of a sudden for some reason. We're <laughs> I yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's maybe because the, we paint. I painted probably two lists, three lists for World War Two over lockdown, and I think yeah. I just wanted to give them a run. And I think it's uh, well, you know we're going to talk about this later and under the event section, but it's also trying to get back into the mindset of 
learning the rules for things like warfare. Yeah, I blame Mike. I blame Mike's influence. That's what's done it. Mike Probably. Yeah. Yeah, the shed, Mike, the schedule ever Yeah, <laughs> ever so. Um, yeah, that, that's that's me. It's quite a bit again. I'm not gonna lie. I I I ticked over this month. Uh, 300 stands painted or teams painted. That's this crazy. year. Oh, for a year, okay. <laughs> <the> month. <laughs> no, no, no. For the, for the month, for the month, it was. Uh, what was it for the month? That's a good question. I think it was around about forty-ish, forty-five. So yeah, for the year so far, I've built five hundred and forty-four teams and painted three hundred and four, which in theory should mean that my pile of shame's gone down, but. But new stuff's come in. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah. that's not how it works, apparently. No, it isn't. The polished shame is always um, recuperating, as it were. It is. It's like it's got like yeah, feel no pain. Immediate reserves. Yeah, immediate, immediate, um, immediate scattered reserves. In my case, what's this? What have you, what have you got? This? What is it? Oh, I don't know. Boot panzers. It's more boot panzers. <laughs> The answer is always panzers. Yeah, I, I did upset myself today by th- thinking that actually I'd, I'd forgotten that the Italians can have R35s as well in mid-war. It's one of the unofficial cards. Is it? Yeah. It's one of Adam Brooker's. Oh, right, yes. Okay. So I could have had also Italian R35s. What's the <laughs> throws? Uh, I think they w- took them off the French in North Africa and re- repurposed them because I th- think from memory the in uh v3 the Aus- no new zealanders can have uh could have them in early war yes I as an option that. for the desert because they took them off the vichy french they had some of those out there but i think i, I yeah i imagine it's that kind of thing for the italians i, I can't remember he has wrote a lot about it and i didn't i did skim through the background but yeah i always forget about the unofficial cards that was all and i was i was looking on the web store for Bits and bobs, and I thought, oh, I wonder what's. I can't remember what's in there. I think it might have been because I was looking at the T, whatever it is, the seventy-five mil tank destroyer for mid-war, yeah. the US used. I can't remember what it was. T thirty, something like that. Oh, yeah, little, little, little um, yeah, the half-track one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's quite nice. Halfway through the year, three hundred and four. I'm hoping for a 500 team year. Uh, team year. That's yeah, that'd be a thing. That's something else. That is a definitely few, a thing. A few armies in there. I'll tell you what, Duncan. If you paint 500 stands of infantry this year, I'll buy you an infantry company. <laughs> 500 infantry stands. Yeah. I'm not going to get 500 infantry stands. That's total teams. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. No and infantry company for you then. It's 77 infantry stands. 77. Yeah. Oh, I've got the full breakdown. Hmm? I'm less impressed now. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Buy an infantry company. What the hell am I going to do with that? <laughs> it's like when they give the best painted uh, prize. Yeah. A, a paint set. Oh, cheers, yeah. guys. Thanks. Uh, I think they should give them uh, some of the army shade, army painted quick shade. You know, the dip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Here's some contrast paint. Here's some contrast paint. Talking of contrast, one, one thick coat, exactly. One thick coat. How's that working, Lee? 
it's it well the actual contrast is working fine it's just a mix the colour I was hoping for is not the colour I'm, I'm getting. But... You're not convinced by the formula, are you? No, so I'm trying to paint up... I mean, we discussed it a little bit on the last show. Was I'm just painting up British infantry using contrast and using the formula they said about... Um, which is two parts plague bearer, one part snake bite. And... Um, which does have a lot of snake bite and black, but... Um, <laughs> my unique days going back there. Um, but that, it's... That, that, that'll get Darren Googling. Snake <laughs> by a black, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I won't get one to watch this. They're googling that. It is a safer search when, um, yeah, than Barrymore. Michael like Barrymore and Operation U Tree. <laughs> yeah, Michael Barrymore, you sunk my battleship. Yeah. We, 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 we've, we've been doing very well with educating Darren the darker part of the British, of the British Empire. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so I got the infantry finished and the basing. Has men look a bit better, but it's still, it's still a bit too ochre rather than like um, browny green, as you, like what, what colour I sort of associate with English uniform in my head. Yeah. So I've, I've painted up. I had a box of plastic company um, support weapons, which is force brews. And it gets you a gives you four HMGs, four three inch mortars, and four four point two inch mortars plus a couple of flamethrower teams or well, four flamethrower teams. Um, sorry, Frankfurter guys, and obviously you just use. But I put them to the side for a second because I haven't got any use for them. But yes, yeah, so I got the machine. I got all those guys painted and based. So I basically got in this month. I've done an entire British infantry company in terms of three platoons and the HQ plus machine a machine gun platoon plus a mortar platoon, and then in support a 4.2 inch mortar platoon. Wow. Which, Combined, you know, so I can I can now effectively field a not terribly well optimized 100 point force, basically using those guys and then um, the HQ and two platoons of Churchills I painted last month. Which is That's a pretty cool. Yeah. So this I mean this month I'm going to paint the um, Oswins I keep using unpainted and I'll ask. <laughs> and then, camo, camo turret. Yeah, get, actually get kind of turrets on now. And then I'm going to try and get the M-tons and Stuarts done for the British. We're a stretch goal, the carriers. Otherwise, I'll do go next month. By the end of summer, I want to try and get this British Army done. So all the six-pounders, all 25-pounders, all that sort of stuff, done. Nice. A big bag of carriers once Duncan brings around. Yep, there's two boxes sitting here yep. with your name on. And, and uh, some M-10s, yeah, M-10Cs, I assume. I've had to replace the American M10s, yeah. I, I, oh, so, M10, M10s. Yeah. So, eventually, to Americans, nice. Yeah. When, when, I, when I get around to doing my Americans, I can actually do an M10 company, because apparently that's the thing everyone's doing these days. So. <laughs> no, if, you can't, if you can't beat them, join them, is what I say. Certainly. Yeah. And M10's then, yeah, we're recording this on the Friday, and then next Thursday, me and Eddie will be facing off. Yeah, buddy. So I'll be using my Germans again, vain hope of third time, third time's a charm, with the list unmodified, just using exactly as I've been doing it. So Panther Company, Panzer Fours, and a spur van to get the reserves down. And we're facing yet more Stuarts, I imagine. <laughs> I was going to say, what's, what's whack Eddie going to bring? Something uh, that's going to curb stomp you into next week. 300 Stuarts. 300 Stuarts. <laughs> 
that would be a 600 point list Eddie that might be cheating well I can't count well you can't you just count it to 300 stewards <laughs> one two three lots um, oh okay that's fine now I'm going to take my Corrivory uh, US list that I am currently painting the last bits of uh, which is American uh, Sherman Company actual Shermans actual Shermans uh, what have you gone for? Have you gone for veterans or have you gone for the regulars with the better rally? Um, I honestly can't remember. One second. Because yeah. no, veterans, veterans give you um, careful and better tactics. And regular, yeah, the regular guys are aggressive but um, have better um, last stand. Yeah, it's my regu- it's the regulars. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's got yeah M4 company, reg- uh, regular... Um, Two of two for the HQ, five 76 mil Shermans, mm, which is a juicy 23 Jeez. points. Yeah, but that's a lot of firepower. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, five 75 mil Shermans, um, a platoon of five Stuarts, uh, three 81 millimeter mortars, and then yep. uh, because it's all about the Sherman, uh, four 105 millimeter assault gun Shermans. Are they in formation as well? That is formation. That's one, Ooh. two, three, four, five, six platoons in the formation. And they're big platoons as well. Yep. Uh, the smallest platoon is my four little mortars, three little mortars. Aww. Yeah, which will be at the back somewhere cowering. Which will be hiding in a tree yeah. line. Going, Don't look at me, is, I'm not it, scary. How many points? Is that all that's in the list? You've got no support? That's 74 points so far. 74, okay. <laughs> and then uh, I've got some... Uh, the Greyhound Cavalry Recon Platoon, which is just the one Greyhound with the two Jeeps. And yep. another little mortar. Um, I've got a Grasshopper Observation Post. Yep. Um, and two Thunderbolts. Can you take the Grasshopper? Is that because you've got the the 105s? Oh, well, that's because I've uh, I've left out the last bit of the list. Just the, oh, okay. The four, four M12. 155 millimeter artillery battery. Oh, there, there you go. Okay, yeah, you can definitely have them. Also known as the Tiger Killers. Yeah. See, I can't get those to work. I think I think you're turning fibs. I think you're just not using them right. Well, how, how do you use them right? They've only got a four-inch move on a blitz and fire. What? Because they've got no tactical move. Oh yeah, that no, they, you don't you don't move up and shoot things. Other than other than you ambush, you put them in the tree line. You ambush. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you just sit there and you, you, you wait until they get desperate. They're not for me. Bleats them out, bleats them out the tree line, and then you bleats them out the tree line. Well, yeah, into into the two inches so they can fire, and then you put four anti tank fifteen automatic firepower shots into the side of something. It tends to evaporate mm. after. Mm. I'm not convinced. I will be I mean, interested that, to see on the... That's like the, the last ditch, like, oh my God, this is all going horribly wrong type stuff. Because <laughs> up until then, you're just, you know, dropping two up yeah. firepower things on everywhere, time on target. On those poor swear band, Lee. I know, it's, it's giving you a tough game seeing it now. It's a... That's all right, they're only skill three plus. I mean, you know. <laughs> you always hide at the back of the board, apart from I've got an AOP. I mean, you know. Exactly. In fact, I've got the Osprey to deal with that. So. Yeah, that's right. They'll, they'll be busy shooting down my Thunderbolts. Uh, I, can, I can let them go. I, I, I oh, that, that'd be classic. You let the Thunderbolts go, 
The Thunderbolts kill whatever they were supposed to be. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, I, I can leave that to, to the MG, defensive MGs. They, they, they got my back. Well, if you put a kill ring on your vest, I'm going to quickly paint a little Thunderbolt on, I must admit, on the, on the, on the gun shield, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is there, it, that's fine, apart from the Cavalry Recon Patrol also has Observer. It does. Which, you mm-hmm. know, hard time hitting with something if it's sneaking around. Um, and yeah, you, can, you can spot off them or your company commander as well, can't you? So you've got plenty of options. Can the Formation Commander do it now, regardless? Yep. Yeah, Formation yes. Commander can always do it, yeah. Yeah, so... They'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> your, your problem's not going to be uh, shooting. It's going to be finding a target. Because I think Lee's army is mostly tanks. Yeah, I just fire them direct then. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Everything yeah. just rolled up in a big wave of green. Orcs. You're playing orcs now, are we? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like sharks. they just got to keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. This is true. Shermans are like sharks. Apart from the 105 Shermans. They're not like sharks. One oh five, well, they are. They're just like the big uh, basking yeah, sharks. sharks. Yeah, just hoovering up large parts of the board with lovely suppressive artillery fire. Have you got any smoke in your list? Uh, the eighty-one millimeter mortars do. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've got something. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that's why I put them in because I don't think the one oh five. Your Shermans can fire direct fire smoke. They can't. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the one oh five Shermans can also smoke bombard. Oh, well, there you go. Plenty of them. I found out, interestingly, that the 105 Shermans, one of the reasons they're not great for artillery is because they varied their ranging by using... Because they couldn't get the um, elevation on the gun to kind of lob shells over. They had differing amount of charges behind the shell. Okay. So they'd have to figure out, like, okay, if I'm at this angle and I put one of these charges in, it will go X metres or feet or whatever and then have different numbers of propellant charges to put in behind the shell to then fire that seems overly complicated yeah it does it it kind of really does but then also it's quite funny to roll up and fire two up firepower brutal shells into the side of buildings well yeah brutal's horrible based on my experience with uh martin's petard it's also quite funny, their front armour 7, which I quite like, quite enjoy. Yeah, because they're a late pattern hole, aren't they? So. Yes, they are. Front armour 7? Yeah, front armour 7. They're, they're a late pattern, yeah. 47, chunky. 47 degree hole. Chunky, 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 chunky. Yeah. The 76s are as well. Only the 75 mils are front armour 6. Yeah, but you're still not going to roll up in front of a pack 40, are you? Well, no, but then that's what you've got the long toms for. Yeah, that's a lot. Don't I'm you... a gun team. Oh, are you now? <laughs> Crunch. Crunch. Where's my dice go? Oh, gosh, I've messed everything up. I regret all my decisions. Everything's on fire. I'm running away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I regret everything. Um, yeah, so be fine. They're, they're probably still in the same bag as they were from Carivory. Did you say hopefully? Hopefully, yeah. I think I know which case they're in, he says. Lee, have you got a backup game? I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw some air in the air. Yeah, I, I would, yeah. Well, failing that, I could probably get... I've, I've 
to get my winter American list ready by then as well. Because that's all just going to be sprayed white and then uh, sand dabbed on uh, the, the inverse weathering technique. Yeah. So I built pretty much the same list, but for my winter army. Really? Uh, yeah, it's ironic. It's got five 76 mil Shermans and the four 105 mil um, Shermans as well. But they're going to be in winter camo, so they wouldn't work to go with my winter infantry company. Uh, I may or may not take to Carivery. I still haven't decided. Winter Carivery? Not Carivery. Warfare. 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 Yeah, I've already played Carivery. That was last year. That was the last time we went to. Sad. Um, other than that, I have. What have I done? I have progressed on the hobby Fez Focus Challenge wheel. You should be shocked to hear. In that oh, I have... no. Yep. That's your clear backlog. I'm impressed. Well, clear I'm is a strong word. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Progressed is a better word. I've got some uh, bolt action Fortune Mega actually built and undercoated. Sitting here looking at me, looking all very. 28 Accusing, million. Accusingly. Yeah. You have forgotten us. It's like, no, you'll be fine. It's just, I can only paint so much. I am but one man. How many um, assault rifles have they got? Um, what did How I many? do? So I had six figures and I went for, there's one with an MP40. There is one, two, three with rifles. Two of which got Panzerfausts. There's one with an MG42, and there is one with the FG42. 42. 42. FG42, because it's woeful, you know, hopelessly complicated. Jack of all trades, master of most. Master of some, yeah. Right, it's a really nice rifle. It's just not kind of what they needed because they tried to make it do everything. Um, the Germans over engineering yeah. something, but these are the Warlord Games plastics that I got free with a War Games Illustrated magazine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, actually, really nice models, very nice. I was pleasantly surprised after having to do Warlord Games as earlier models where they had all their both arms separate and then the guns were separate. No, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, there's a whole lot of lining up with wet plastic glue. No, thank you. So these ones. Uh, well, actually, while we speak of that, does that mean you're going to roll on the? Uh... <sighs> sure, why not? <laughs> it's not like there's any repercussions for actually not doing anything. So. <laughs> well, I've got to get yeah. Now that Tacey's here, she's not listening to the podcast as much, so she doesn't, you know, have a. Uh, have expectations of me actually finishing this stuff. <laughs> All right, there we go. Right, blah, blah, blah. Hobby type selector. I've just got to load it up. Man clicks things on the internet. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Oh. All right, you ready? I'm ready. What's it going to be? Call it. Click, 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 click. Oh, God, that's lagging horribly. I need a new laptop. There we go. <laughs> click, 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 click. Click. Oh, 
It's gone to Games Workshop Specialist Games. Games Workshop Specialist Games. Okay, that, that oh, could be... Good. That is good news, because I know where most of these are stored. <laughs> the reason I'm spinning on this wheel now is because I'm about to do a massive hobby rearrangement. So if I, had to, if I found something I didn't know where it was, I'd probably find it before I lose it again. Okay. All right. Specialist Games. Click. Oh, Blood oh, Bowl, God. Blood Bowl Orcs. Hey, back. Blood Bowl Orcs. Blood Bowl Blood Orcs. orcs. Yep. Black Orcs or Orc Orcs? Uh, uh, not Black Orcs because they're in a separate list because they're separate. So normal Orcs. They're separate. Well, they're a separate team now, aren't they? They are. Yeah, Games Workshop have put the Black Orcs separately to the. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what <was> <laughs> God damn, Games Workshop not just that are appalling. <laughs> so the current backlog is Phase War, Early War Brit Tanks, Early okay. War Fortune Jaeger, but I have found the gliders that I'm gonna finish off for that one. The British tanks I need to do the washing and finishing of the actual Matildas. Uh Mid-War East Front Panzer Grenadiers, which are currently the bottom of the big pile of um boxes. So I need to dig those out this weekend. I'm gonna do a Panzer Grenadier. Uh, platoon with half tracks you'll be pleased to know oh my god you gave me crap for that last time um, but yeah you were going to do one half track no I was going to do the, just do the half tracks without the infantry hmm. then I've got my good. warfare army which is what I'm working on now bolt action fortune Jaeger. uh Delgon an area world of twilight which I've built but not actually painted yet Six millimeter Polish team Yankee, six millimeter mid-war British desert guys, my aeronautic imperialist lightnings, which are actually all base coloured now. Yep, your red tails. My red tails. I look really good actually. I need details and decals. One of the hardest things with that is they're all metallic, which I haven't painted anything all metallic in a long time. So I'm sitting there going, how do I pick out the detail, the metallic details on a metallic coloured model? Like a metallic highlight. Well, yeah, they're like bulk, the old school bolt gun metal, whatever it's called now. Lead belcher. Lead belcher, yeah. So it's like that dark, oily metal colour already. So I'm not entirely sure how I'd go about doing. Like, you obviously, can't do chipping. I could do chipping on the painted bits, I guess. See, I would. I would. I would in the planes silver, so like a proper aluminium colour kind of thing. And then, yeah. then, then your your engine intakes that you know, it would be like the gunmetal style. You know, it should be exactly the same metal. Really. I can dry brush silver over the top, I guess. Yeah. Because normally, I mean, I think because I'm extremely lazy, the shock horror that comes to painting. I normally go bright colours and dark them down with washes. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do some actual, you know. Go the other way. Yeah, and do some highlights. That dreaded word. <laughs> That's interesting. Let me make a note of that, otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> Highlights. And then I could put on the stuff that should be metal, like the pipeline, I'll just put a um, black wash over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, dry brush over it. If you're going to do like, what? no, 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 actually do that burn thing. You know, with the oxidising that people do on the um, oh, yeah. Titans. Yeah. Oh, on I've the... got some contrast paints that I should work with. 
Yeah, I think they just use washes a lot of the time. Yeah. But it, but it looks really cool, like the Bernie scorchy marks. Mm-hmm. A oxidization across across the nation. Okay. Boom. Oxide stuff. That'll work. Um, yeah, so that's what I have been... Oh, and uh, I got totally distracted and also built and based coated three Wood El- um, Lord of the Rings elves and a 1 to 144 scale P40 Warhawk. Blimey. For which I regret nothing other than the fact it's a Ravel kit from the 19... 19- whatever <laughs> it is absolutely horrible but then that means i don't really care about it so i'm just going to rush it through and get it finished that's like me when i was doing this academy c25s team yankee and there's this like mass try and massive gap filling that kind of thing going on there yeah now I've, I, this has just been i started i tried i tried and then it got to the point where i'm like this is not worth the effort so i'll just Mm-hmm. Get it finished, tick the box, and uh, throw it on the shelf until it gets destroyed. <laughs> wow. Hobby goal. This is a depressing <laughs> insight. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> well, the trouble the trouble is, I went out and uh, Eduard, Ed, Edward, the Eastern European. I thought, that was, I thought that was your just your pseudonym. Edu, Eduard. They they do a hundred one the same scale one forty four scale war kits model kits which are brand new latest molding technology so they've got recessed panel lines incredibly detailed and they go through you've got four different decal options and pre-cut masking for the canopies oh nice it's super good and they're about eight quid each (laughs) and you're like that takes a lot of the effort away and will look a lot nicer than this thing that i'm struggling with for no apparent reason or the fact that it goes America. America. I do like that. Did you say it was a lightning? No, this one's the P-40 Warhawk. Oh, no. I like the lightnings. What, the P-38? 39s? Yeah, the, the, the ones with... Fort Devil. Yeah. Yeah. They just look cool. Yeah. The irony is here that I'm sitting there making a model that I have four Battlefront ones upstairs that I could finish making. <sighs> See, now you're going to give me palpitations again after your thing of last week or just or last time just I just paint the tracks and then put them to one side you do you do what <laughs> you psychopath <laughs> honestly and you can sleep you can sleep after that honestly I don't sleep I just kind of just all around thinking of hobby lists um <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's what I've been working on so far. I can't believe we had a, a quite a sizable update, and Eddie, you know, actually had had some updates. That's a good month. It's, it's a great month. month. Yeah, nothing's finished, but I've made progress. <laughs> yeah, it's not just yeah. You made progress. That forward momentum has been gained. That's the thing. Pro, pro, progress is good. It's like you know, it's it's ticking stuff off the list. Stuff leaving. Yeah, there's no ticks yet, just yet to finish the list off. But oh my god, no! Please don't tell me they're all only part finished, all of it. Well, oh my god. Yes and no, and yes, that's the truth. But no, I'm not going to tell you that. Oh please don't! (laughs) Oh my good lord! (laughs) Just to finish one thing. (laughs) It's not hard. 
Oh, dear. That's probably my day out. Has it? Tormenting, has it? tormenting Duncan. Tormenting yeah. Duncan. I'm With glad it has. It's a gun approach of hobby. It's not even scattergun, it's just, that doesn't feel like progress. Collateral damage. Yeah, it's, not it's not a scattergun, you've just loaded one gun, now you go and load another gun, you haven't actually fired any guns yet, we just have yeah. lots of loaded guns. Then I go back to the second gun, unload it. The Japanese Navy at Midway approach, surely. Oh yeah, we want torpedoes, now we want bombs, we no, want we're torpedoes. Bombs. We're back to torpedoes. Oh, this has all gone horribly wrong and everything's exploding. What's that noise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so. away from American, American theater was to shoot down. Yes. <laughs> should we talk about some Hungarians then? Yes, we should talk about Hungarians. And we're back to mid-war, so we got a funky book title of Hungarian Steel. See, I did a bit of googling of this. I don't think Hungary is a big producer of steel. What? What are they stealing? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think they've got lots of steel ore or iron ore. Sorry, steel ore? Steel's an alloy, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like quite like white death, is it, where it's like an instant connection with Finland. Hungarian steel seems somewhat tenuous. but <laughs> where's an instant connection to all right racist groups. No. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't most of the steel in Hungarian steel not actually Hungarian, though? Probably. It's probably Romanian. <laughs> Looking at it, it's like German, 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 German. Oh, there's a Hungarian tank. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> it, yeah yeah it, it's I, I had to get back like you're right it, I had to get used to the format again mm. with the mid-war even even though we looked at the mid, mid-war fins last time we did well, look it, at the mid-war fins didn't we it's the same thing yeah it's the same thing with the fins where it's just trying to get back to you wouldn't think there's so much difference in how the things work in mid-war and late <laughs> war there is it's just the little things like the weird cards you get in mid-war, and the book titles, stuff like that. Yeah, but it's quite a chunky. It's for a pamphlet. It's still quite chunky. Well, it felt quite chunky. Still got oh, some that meat to it. It's like thirty-five pages and co- plus covers. It's it's you know, it's not a bad little book for sure. I mean, we got um, a couple pages. Well, actually, there's about six pages dealing like the tactical situation from. Operation Barbarossa, where the Hungarians jump in to get a few like small gains back from what they lost after um, Treaty was signed and that kind of stuff. And then we get how things, how badly things are going, and how yeah. to get, and how they get even worse. Yeah. <laughs> what, what don't they I mean, win? <laughs> Spoilers: things don't go well. Don't end well. Yes, sir. So. Th- yeah, but they still don't go as badly as the Romanians. Whenever the Romanian book turns up. I don't know. I mean, the Romanians are the winning sides. They can't go too badly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're your friends now, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? Why are you taking our stuff? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my my oil. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to know your tanks, and straight away we get a nice... You know, we, because these are Hungarians, we actually have all the good tanks rather than the Finns and the Romanians who get all the chuff. Yeah. So the worst tank in here is the T-38G, which, you know, that's a pretty good worst tank to have in the mid-war list. It's not terrible yeah. at all, is it? No. Um, got the Panzer- yeah, for a minute now, I forgot, we, forgot we were talking about mid-war, and I was like, what are you want about? Oh, yeah, no. 
<laughs> yeah, 80, 86 in Midwall, still all right. <laughs> yeah, actually do something. Mm. Uh, it's all right as long as not facing the Soviets. If you're playing the Soviets, oh, 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 oh right, yes. <laughs> yeah, against the British in the de- desert, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, a little bit lost, but yeah, other not that. Uh, Panzer four, short and long. Um, Panzer three, up armoured. And then we get to the Hungarian stuff like the Toldi, the Nimrod, and uh, I can't remember how it's pronounced. Chebar, was it? Because uh, Saba. Saba, is it? Saba Armacar. Yeah. Oh, no. Cool. yeah, no, it's, it's Chebar, isn't it? Chebar. Yeah, because we're going Chebar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, that's how oh, I remember it now. A musical episode. We put on the list of the musical episode when we do it. Um, Hungarian man. Chaba. <laughs> um, okay, so the actual Hungarian force diagram. It's actually quite a few formations. Um, yeah, yeah we've got, we got three armoured formations, including what I really like, which we'll get on to in a minute. We've got I the, think uh, I know which one that is. Yeah, we've got <laughs> two flavours of rifles, motorised and standard rifle company. And then a cavalry formation in the book with the Hazar Squadron. Hazar! Um, you've then got a two ink tank boxes, one towed and one self-propelled. Um, again, we've got a little infantry box with assault pioneers like the Finns had. It's mm-hmm. an um, interesting one. We've got two artillery boxes, a recce box, AA box with the Bofors, um, AOP and the Stukas. And again, you can you, the Allied support is built in with the box which says you may field two compulsory units from German or Italian formation no should you wish a support and one German or Italian formations and an ally formation and you can only be allied with one nation so you can't mix Italians and Germans in okay that's cool I, I like the fact you can have up to two so you can really sort of like um sort of fill in some of the gaps of the Hungarians with some choice German selections yeah like a tiger <laughs> or three. <laughs> or three. This is mid war, not late war. <laughs> um, we've had the Hungarian special rules. I think only ones really of note here are um, Hazar, which as pretty much like in late war, improves your motivation. We do follow me. Um, the armor reserve rule appears. So even though you're a rubbish tank, you still count for deep reserves. So it's an, imp- you know, it's an impediment rather than an actual buff. Yeah. And then small numbers, which means you can only have one Panzer four heavy tank company formation. Jeez. Which, frankly, you know, for how much Panzer four cost generally, it's like one formation is enough anyway, but um, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. 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 So you get caught up in a really big game. Um yeah. So first formation we come to. Thirtieth tank regiment, and they are a T-38 formation by looks of it. So you've got HQ T-38, two compulsory units. 38 T, isn't it? I know it's T-38. Yeah, it's a, T, it's a T-38 G is its full title, but uh, yeah, the, the actual box just says T-38. Ah, right. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be the Hungarian designation. Yes. Yeah. G my for German, was, I guess. My head was getting confused with the T-34s-esque Okay, it's Soviet kit? No, it's not. <laughs> no. no, it's definitely the 38 with a little 37mm gun. Pop, pop, pop. Yep. It's front armor uh, 4, though, so it's the up armored version, at least. 
yeah. Now you got, um, like I say, unlike the late war list, you can't read your compulsory choices are sort of locked in here. So you have to have T thirty eight to do compulsory choices. You've then got an optional third box of T thirty eights, and then a, an optional fourth box, which can be more T thirty eights or a Panzer three platoon or Panzer four platoon. So you can read back up those little pop guns with a platoon of the long barrel Panzer fours just to get that kind of ranged fire support going in information. It's quite a nice little combo. And you got a toldy box as well, so you get the rec you get the recce in there because they're um, spearhead, and they're relatively cheap because twenty millimeter ones at this point in the war. Nice. Yeah, it's a good little formation, I think. I mean, like as we we're saying, you know, it's anti tank. Anti tank six has got its limitations on the eastern front, but there's lots of them. You get the start turn flanks and that. So it's. But they're also they're all confident, trained, careful as well. So careful is probably the most important thing out of those. Yeah. Those stats. And the Hazar, so they cut so they count as fearless for the following me, and they've got protect ammo, so you know, they're gonna rebound the three plus. It's not a bad little tank. Hmm. Do you get a bit of a price break on the Panzer threes and things like that as well? Because obviously they're not quite as good as the the veteran careful. Yeah, German. so we, a three Panzer three five centimeters are twenty points. And those are the L, those are the apartment L versions. Is that the um, gunned ones as well? They got the yeah, so long, 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 yeah. long, long barrel five centimeter with um, the arm. I'm just trying to look, pull up, just grab, grabbing Africa cork. It's the first one I clicked on. Um, so their pans are free, so German pans are free. Um, so up armored, that's uh, up armored. So three of those are 24 points. So yeah, you got a small set. You got a small set. Yeah, four point saving basically. So basically, basically being trained rather than um, and no storm troops. Doesn't seem like a lot, does it? No, but yeah, well, every little bit helps. <laughs> I mean, you have like, still got that improved follow me, which I guess obviously counters that a little bit. Well, follow me is generally something you use a lot with tanks. Unless you really messed up in the game. Yeah, unless someone got a battery long. Um, look at the Panzer fours. I mean, so three of those with the short 7.5s are 21 points. And that compares with the Germans being... So I forgot this. Um, yeah, so three pounds of fours for German force is 18 points with short barrels. And the Finns are 21, eh? Are they more? They are more. That's bizarre. For the Panzer fours? Yeah, so short, a Hungarian short 7.5 is 21 points. A German short 7.5 is 18 points huh. a bit weird that is strange there you go okay that's the points that is the same, points yeah. same gun 
24 inch range yep ah that's a good point it's not the same gun because it's um the short for the short 7.5 the germans is only eight tank seven oh there you go Hungarian ones eight tank nine with heat yes but can't bombard it's quite a bit better yes i don't think the short one in mid can the german can bombard can it it can be barbed. So, so they lost Bombard, but they've gained direct firepower, basically. Uh, oh, the Panzer IV, sorry. I was thinking Panzer yeah, III. Panzer IVs, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so the Hungarian ones have a boost neck tank from 7 to 9. They gain heat, so they lose their penalty for um, firing at long range, but they can't bombard. There you go. Mm. So they're more of a direct fire support tank. Hmm. That that seems like a fair trade-off. Yeah, I, I think so. It makes the point the points increase makes a lot more sense now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The actual um, formation is um, interesting because it's just like um, HQ up to two tanks, two to three platoons of Panzer fours, and one one Toldy platoon. So there's not a lot of ways of you know uh, mixing in the Panzer 48s in this. It's a pure Panzer 4 platoon apart from the Toldies. Which makes mm. the Panzer 48 a bit more interesting because, like I say, it is a bit more flexible by having that one platoon of Panzer 4s in. That is interesting. Yeah. I'm, it's curious. I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm, I'm very... T- if I was going to do Hungarians, I'd be a lot more tempted with the Panzer 38s. Oh, definitely. And then, like say, use the, use the Germans to back it up. Cause I obviously, cause I one... think the Panzer IV was going to... Oh, sorry. Uh, go for it. I just had to think the Panzer IV was going to suffer the same way the German Panzer IV formation is going to suffer in that you just don't get enough um, holes. No. no. You're paying quite a lot there. I mean, the last German, uh, last Hungarian armoured formation is really interesting. It's an auto cannon company. Yes, this is the one you were suggesting was interesting, weren't you? Yes, it was intriguing because it's just so different. Um, it's basically a Toldy HQ, a single Toldy, so that's um, relatively cheap. And yeah, then, that's hiding. Yeah, <laughs> it's hiding. And, is then, it and then two to three platoons of Nimrods, which are only. Um, two tank platoons. So oh, this is God. A, it's a really brittle formation, but has a little support formation to support uh, like a rifle platoon. It could be quite interesting. 13 points. If you many, yeah. Uh, is it 13? Uh, yes. Yeah, so 4, 8, 12, 14 points, yeah, because two points are told the HQ. Oh, sorry. I thought it was only a point. <laughs> but, yeah, but sorry, they're they're essentially two. mobile bofers. Yeah. And, mobile um, bofers, aren't they? Uh, yeah, rate of fire three, eight tank seven. So again, in mid-war, that could really mess some people up. I mean, even a T-34 on the side's got to be a bit right. Is there a limit to the number of companies you can have? Um, no, the only limit is you can no. only have one Panzer four company. The, the limit is usually um, on events. They'll say no more than X number of formations. Yeah, so spamming out Nimrod <laughs> formations. <laughs> I can I can see where you're going with this. I, I can see straight if, away. You're thinking, no. If you want to make that many resin and metal hold Nimrods. <laughs> yeah, that's the main cut. With their metal barrels. I had yeah. 31 Desert T-34s, don't forget. <laughs> yeah. 
They're plastic, though. That is true, and that was enough. That he broke me. That's what I mean. These are, these are resin and metal, open, and they're open-topped as well, so you've got to paint the inside of the vehicle. Oh. <laughs> Eddie's out. Eddie's out. He's tapped, out. He's tapped out. I tapped, I tapped out. has prevailed. I can see this, but I say, if you're going to go with infantry, or even some of the armoured formations, it could be, if you got I th- the... Okay. I think if you're a Hungarian player, you're buying, you're buying six Nimrods and a Toldi, minimum. I, I don't so. know why you, you. I don't know why you're not including that just as a formation. It's just, just really just, annoying. I mean, just squeeze it in. Just make room for it. Or, or yep. Yeah, essentially make your list. Whatever the points total is, like if it's a hundred, it's actually only eighty-six. Because I just that because it's just universal. I think it's universally useful. If you come up against another infantry force, you're still going to put out six shots per platoon or two. That's still enough yeah. to. You know, make someone think. Definitely, like I say, if if, like you, if you're dealing with a like a Lenley Stewart Stewart company or something like that, or Valentines or T seventies, that will mess yeah. them, that'll mess them up. But you are going to pick your shots because you are in you are in front of one, so the return fire will mess you up just equally. But... Yeah, but it's it's also a bit of a throwaway unit for the pro- the, the the price it is as a two stand unit. Yeah. I think you can afford to just go, hmm, fair enough. Yeah, if you're happy, you, you can be winning on like a, a six, on like a six three when it's yeah. good. Yeah. If you don't mind bleeding the feature points, it's definitely something to. Yeah, I'm just looking now on the website at Holy Tanks and Nimrods. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just as in, hmm. Don't do it, Duncan. <laughs> Yeah, because to be fair, you got to get like a Hungarian Hungarian force to back this up, unless you could use it as the Allied formation or something else. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you could use you could use this as the Allied formation to Germans or something like that. Oh my, my God! <laughs> I'll see your armor car spam list, and I'll. <laughs> you guys have changed, man. You guys used to be cool. What are you doing? <laughs> well, they are cool. How is how is something called the Nimrod not cool? Because you've taken like three hundred of them. No, no, I'm talking about one formation. One formation of AA. Then again, yeah. I think the AA is overpriced. Yeah. Are you taking a Stermovic, are you? This is basically a, this is like a, a mid-war Oswind formation. I think that way. So. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I've seen this more like, rather than AA, I'm seeing it more like um, budget, you know, tank destroyers almost. It's a Marder Hunter. Goes, send these guys <gasps> up to the Marders. Yeah. So there you go. Side. Okay, so armour aside, next is the motorised infantry. Um, really compact form, um, formation. They like they for for infantry. They um, HQ and six platoon boxes. Yeah, it's not a lot of variety in there, but it's got all the initial all your stuff that you really want in there. Yeah. So you've got um, HQ can be a choice of SMGs or rifles. Rifles be a bit cheaper. You can then have up to three platoon, two to three platoons of motorized rifles. And these guys are confident, trained, careful, but hussars, so they got the better following me. The platoons are quite large, up to 10 guys. And then you can attach a HMG and a light mortar and a 20mm anti-tank rifle team. 
Yes. So that gives you, mm. that's giving you like a 13, you know, 13 stand per tune. For not that's much not that many points. Yeah. But um, they are hit, hit. Oh, they're hit on fours. They're only going to hit on three uh, fours on the assault, but yeah, that's quite nice. They give you it's some flexibility as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the fact that you can have a, a mixed bag with an HMG, and I don't, I'm not sure you take the 50 mil mortar. It's what yeah. I skip, unless, unless I've got, really yeah. got a point to spend. Um, the 20 mil 8 tank rifle's kind of handy, 8 tank 5, right fire 2. It's not, yeah. Mid-war it is, yeah. Yeah, again, if I had a point to spare, it's going in. Just to basically, you know, keep anyone honest if they start trying to stop me with tanks. If you had only one point spare, what would you take, the HMG or the any tank rifle? Uh, I'll put the HMG in as, as definitely as also includes for me. Really? Mm. Hmm. I'd be more worried about Soviet infantry overwhelming than the actual tanks. Coming. I mean, okay. I've got, you've also got a HMG box. Um, yep. So that's two to three HMGs. You've got a mortar box, which is two to four eight one newton mortars. Which is taking. Yep. Yeah, then you've got an anti-tank box, which can be either a 40-minute anti-tank per two, which is, um, interestingly, they got, um, it's a 40-millimeter, it's a so it's anti-tank seven, which is quite good. But also it's got, like, um, their version of a steel granite round. Um, they're called a Kera granite, <laughs> which gives um, a rate of fire wide. That does make them really expensive, though. Well, it, four of them that goes from nine points to twelve points. That's for three points. Not quite one point a gun extra. Mm, it just feels expensive. All right. Maybe. So, would you go then with the other option, which is the motorized fifty millimeter platoon, which is basically a four pack thirty eights for the same points? There are a lot more points. Yeah, fifteen points. See, I can't remember how many points a pack forty is for the Germans, but again, that. That seems really expensive. What they are? That's okay. Only eighty nine. Again, picking up my um, switching over. So pack the pack thirty eight for the Germans. Three guns is twelve points. So four so guns four. is fifteen points. Uh, so I, I tell you what, two so, guns. Two guns for the Germans is eight points. So it's one point more than Hungarian. One point difference. Yeah. Hmm. I, this is the problem with I think mid-war anti-tank guns. I I don't know about them. I think you got to take something, but I don't know what you take because mm. they just seem pricey. The option is always to take eighty-eight mm. if you can. Yeah. But well, Hungarians get that as an option, sadly. No, I think. And what's the information? Is it the? Is it either of the anti-tank guns? Yeah, the both from means of both formation. I, I, would you not just maybe just take the four, forty mils? I'm not sure I'd upgrade them with the can grenade. Eight It's all right. It's I don't all know. Right. But you know, you're facing off T34s and that. It just feels like you need something a bit punchier. Maybe you just don't take an anti-tank option from the infantry formation and look at the support. Yeah. Or, Potentially, I don't know. That's that, an interesting one. It, it's obviously well pointed because we're talking about it. It means it's not an auto. You know, it's not a no-brainer. Mm. 
It's not an auto include, but it's not an auto reject either. Yeah. No. Hmm. That's the infantry formation as well, then, isn't it? It's motor rifles. Yeah, this is motor rifles. And you got the um. But next in the book is the Hussars, which is basically two to three platoons of cavalry, which are MG teams, and kind of HMG team thrown in. They're rifle MGs, aren't they? Yeah. And so you've got two stat lines, one from when they're mounted and one from when they dismount, basically. And then they can have a 40mm tank platoon or a Oh, sorry, and a 75 millimeter um, mountain gun battery, which gives them a little bit so, of um, in infield weight um, bombardment. What's the yep. delta then? What's the difference between them and the, the motorized infantry? Because you get 10,000 infantry for the nine motorized um, guys, right? For nine yeah, you get, points. Yeah, so basically, yeah, you only get seven stats. Two stands less. Points. But you get the enhanced dash ability, essentially, don't you? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting again as well. And they have got. So that's not an auto. Yeah. They, have, they haven't got the spearhead. No, sorry, these guys don't have spearheads. Sorry. Oh, so they're not like the scouty ones. They're they're charging you with ones. They're like contact cavalry. Yeah. So are you telling me that I should make a cavalry and Nimrod formation company? Yes. I'm not saying you should do so, but it would be very cool. <laughs> I think the thing that puts people off sometimes with the cavalry stuff is that once you dismount, you're dismounted. So you're you're making a lot of extra figures. Yeah. For potentially one one turn, maybe two of movement. Yep. Mm. They do look cool though, but yeah. I mean that's quite that's quite reasonable though. I think that's an interesting trade off that they're only you know they're only two stands down, and you can still take the HMG. And you get the 75s in formation as well, which are, are very handy. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah so it's a 64-inch range, firepower for bombardment. It's it's still got a, a relatively handy anti-tank five uh, no, shots that do with like, a wrecky vehicles that try and hunt them down. Got a gun shield. It's got those, you know, it ticks all the boxes for a little one. Artillery piece. It's, it's it's slightly better than the um seventy five for the Germans, isn't it? Yes. I think it's got five power three plus rather than the two plus uh, four plus of the. No, I think they're um the other seventy five the German seventy five is five power three direct fire as well. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, most seventy five millimeter guns are five power three. But it's still yeah, it's still a handy little beast. If you could do cavalry, you might as well put it in there, put it that way along the 40 millimeters. Absolutely, yeah. It bulks out the formation. Mm-hmm. And then the final formation is the Rifle Company, and these are like the light divisions, as they call them. Um, these guys are only confident, aggressive green, so a lot a lot lower, like a second line troops, basically. Um, they do make up for it by having basically an extra MG platoon as an option. And they have an inbuilt regimental regimental gun platoon of um, eight millimeter field guns. Yeah, they've got eight companies, haven't they? Or eight platoons, sorry, in formation rather than the the six. Yeah, and the platoons are still big, and they've got all the same options to put in there. But they're so cheap. Ten 
10 oh rival teams of five teams, five points. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's, there's a lot of guys there. Oh, this is fair. Interesting, the HMG, the mortar, and the any tank rifles remain the same. As one <laughs> They're all a point each. Yeah, you haven't got much an option, I think, at that point, so what to cost them. No. Cool, yeah. So, take the HMG, take the, the tank rifle. Jobs are good. Indeed. Um, yeah, like I say, I think throwing at least one HMG platoon and more platoon. They're, they're two points each. Just, yeah, take them. Take them all. Now, at nine points, would you take for a 40 meter with, with um, the steel grenade round? Or would you still just take a standard 40 meter? I don't know. I just It's the rate of fire one that gets me. And it's only five plus firepower. It's just, yeah, it's going to penetrate stuff, but you're quite likely to bail it. Yeah, right. Just so get annoyed it, rather than kill it, yeah. Exactly. Is that, is that useful? Because the Soviet stuff's going to get back in pretty um, consistently. Yeah. Mm, yeah, pack 38, which now has 11 so, points. That's probably a little bit more viable. Albeit, it's not going to last long being aggressive and green. Jeez, no. But they're still confident. They're still... Yeah. The morale's not terrible. Yeah, God, that... That's a lot... Of, that's still quite a lot of points for something that's going to get... Yeah. You don't want it to get hit by any kind of artillery, do you? Yeah. And the regimental gun platoon's annoying the only two... Two stands. It is, yeah. But, um... It's still kind of handy to have. The same for how cheap it is. It bulks out the platoon formation. Sorry. Yeah, it's eighty-eight direct fire. That's not that's not bad at all. No. Hmm. And then the support-wise, we got Marders, Marder twos. So yeah, lovely anti-tank roll shot, relatively maneuverable frame. Gives you a high-end anti-tank you need against T-34s. Yep. We then got the Shabba armored carpet team. Shabba. Again, a handy. I mean, for a wheel vehicle, but actually tactical temps quite handy. Got lots on the eight. Um, hmm. Cross country got dash. Not got a bad cross either. Nope, four plus. Careful, confident trains. Can't stop with them or do last stands, but that's standing for, for um, those guys. Uh, we've got pack 40s. Quite pricey, four of them. Yeah, that's because I think the German stuff, it might be threes you can take. I can't yeah. remember. But do you take them or do you take Marders? Well, do you take them or do you take the um, one below, which is the re the reboard um, French 75s? They're um, pack, was it pack 38, 97, or like pack 97, 38 or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 89, it's only nine though. Yeah. But it's heat, so at range, it's still it's as good as 10, basically. I'll play it in pack mm. 40s. I mean, it's a lot of points. But I mean, also, the Marders and the pack 40s are separate boxes. Yeah, you can you can take both, yeah. So if you went for, like, the really, really cheap rubbish troops, you could get both of them in there. <laughs> take rubbish troops, you say? That's your thing. Hmm. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm, I'm just, just looking at this. Go. That's a really cheap, big, bulky formation that's got. Yeah, yeah it's going to be rubbish, but it's going to take some thinning out. 
Yeah. All the while, those Marders and Pat 40s are trimming away the enemy units while your Nimrod formation is getting on the flanks. <laughs> Nimrod formation. <laughs> Compulsory Nimrod. Yeah. And you can back those guys up with the next one, which is the Assault Pioneer platoon. So, um, yeah, so eight guys, two flamethrowers at 10 points. They're confident, trained, careful. They have Hazar, so they follow me, which is where we get those flamethrowers up in range. Nice. Yeah, they're, nice not, they're not bad at all. That's pretty cheap. And they're pioneers, they've got the pioneer rules as well. Blowing through minefield. Mm. Yeah. Digging in. Uh, actually, they don't have the minefield thing on there. It's only got uh, to dig in. Is it? It says, well, that's, that's, it says pioneers. So going go back to the pioneer rule. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry, I Yeah, so pioneer teams cross minefield safely and roll three plus. If they remain in the minefield, they're not pinned down. They may clear the minefield the next turn. So, how do they dig in? They just got their um, dealing with minefields. They got digging on the card itself. Oh, okay. It's separate skill ratings. Yeah, that's what confused me. It was. Oh, I see. Yes. It's split out. out. Yeah. Which is, well, yes, way to do it. Yeah. So, those guys are really good for taking an objective and holding it. Get on it, dig in, hold against anyone that comes up against you. Job done. Hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah, then got the 40, 40 millimeter bofers, which is a two gun platoon. <laughs> I think you're taking it because it's two points. Two points. It's cheap. If you haven't already bought a, if, you, if you haven't already bought a Nimrod formation, why not take it? Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you've had one Nimrod formation. You stick him in and go, I've got some more 40 mil guns. Yeah. And, and uh, it's only two stands, but yeah. Yeah. We've then got three, uh, three artillery options. So we've got the eight millimeters we really talked about, but now you have four of them, which makes them a bit more useful. Oh, so they're confident trained rather than confident green. Um, then you've got the 100 millimeters millimeter for a point more, which is probably more useful because they've got the better, the better firepower stats. I mean, so obviously a rate of fire one, direct fire rather than rate of fire two. But if you want to access the artillery, I think 100 minutes where they go. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the option of the German. Keep... Sorry. Yeah. I was say they still keep the smoke as well on both of them, which is useful. Yep. And then you're right, you go into the 105s. Yeah, which obviously just improves the stats a bit more. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see why. Why would you take the one of those? Um, honestly, apart from slightly slight better direct fire, that's all they've got going for them. And if it's, if you're taking for the direct fire capability, you're probably taking the wrong unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted because it's it was interesting to me because they they they're more than fifty percent more than the hundred mils. Yeah. We're paying for extra range and extra um, eight tank on the firepower um, on the direct fire. Mm, okay. Well, I think I think you're paying for. Yeah, I think... like say the indirect fire is exactly the same. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, eighty mils are also quite useful as that um, twenty-five pounder dual purpose almost roll. I know they're only eighty-eight, not eighty-nine, but rate of fire think... two is still a thing. Yeah, rate of fire two, eight tank eight. Probably slightly less useful on the eastern front than the 25 pounders on the west on the desert front, but yeah. it's 
if you're gonna have two artillery units having hundreds and eighties in a bad combination. But I also think if I'm paying points for something like a tank, I might as well get the pack forties. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I've, got, I've just forgot how expensive pack forties are in mid war. And that's like a cutting edge fifth out. nearly of your total total list. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's just you take them for granted almost like well they're they're just everywhere. But, yeah, um, it doesn't. Yeah. Just coming yeah, um, me a year me a year earlier and then quite rare, expensive, useful bits of kit. Yeah, and then you got the um OP. Yeah, point for dismount OP was handy. Give me the church tower. <laughs> yep. And then Stukas, which are the bomb Stukas we can ignore because yep. <laughs> I mean, they are veterans, so they've got a decent chance of ranging in. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No. I've not been a fan of the Stuka for a long time. No. Yeah, when we got the um, Peyton Guy product list, and that's it. When it's a cards. I'm uh, sure what it's out just on the um, just quickly on the painting guide. Mm-hmm. Are you? Can you have the three tone camo on everything? I believe it's only on, on Hungarian built stuff at this point. The German stuff right, okay. is literally supplied in German colours. That's what. I was, that's what. I, yeah. That's what, what inferred. Cool. Okay. That's cool. That Nimrod formation. That Nimrod formation is gonna look, you know, really cool. Exactly. I quite like the um the stuff some in the Dunkle Growl and some of it in three tone and it will look quite it will look quite an interesting force, I think. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so the cards we can skip most of them because uh, they're rubbish. Yeah, lucky. Uh, was it mow them down? Yeah. Those kind of things, aren't they? Ferocious valor. Yeah, right. deadly gamma. <laughs> So first one we get to is oh my god, Pansel Vadas, which is for um, tank hunters. And this just gives you basically like, two points for the platoon, gives you that improvised attack. Um, so boost your eight tank to three and your five power to one. So this is the Panzernecker for the Hungarians. Yeah, and let's face yeah. it, with T always T thirty fours running around, it's probably worth having a couple of them. Well, yeah, and on that cheap infantry formation, that's looking quite uh, just stay. Put it to the card job. Yeah, yeah, because that, that, uh, that turn you use it. Ten guys were saying running around with grenades. Those grenades. It's like, yeah, if you can get enough of them in, they're only hitting on five. But they'll mess something up. That's that's always my problem with those. Is they're one turn and you have to get enough stands into warrant using it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Next card is the Pioneer card company card, which turns a rifle company into a Pioneer company. Well, that's quite nice. Yeah, but it's a, it's a rifle company, which means it's the guys who are green. Oh, gosh. Oh. They dig on a four Oh, yeah, plus. because they're only digging yeah. a four plus. Yeah. <laughs> but they become pioneers. So they still... Oh, no, they press minefields on a four plus as well. Oh, God. Um, I suppose if you, really, if you really want to go into your soul and have these guys cut any lines to get across, <sighs> it's very worth one. But, yeah, probably, yeah, I don't know. I think if you go for a pioneer, you go for the next card, which is assault pioneers, 
which takes two um, that platoon that's in reserves, sorry, in the support, and you have a HQ and then two to three platoons of them. Yeah, that'll do it. Lots of flamethrowers. I mean, it's no support. It's just literally four units in that platoon. But you know. Yeah, but I, I'm actually. I think that's not a bad a bad shout because the support's pretty good and it's fairly yeah. cheap. I mean, yeah, I mean, having Nimrod support formations could get go support that. So. Well, also you've got your artillery in support. Like you said, you can have the 100 mils and the 80 mils, and that's not, you know, a ton of points. It's it's yeah. expensive, but it's not awful. Mm-hmm. But at least you have, yeah, you do have some options in there if you want to go down that route. It's yeah. only one point for the card as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've then got um, a few more of the faces cards. We've got Scout Ahead, which means a rifle platoon becomes a Scout platoon. So if you want um, confident mm-hmm. green, <laughs> cars getting closer at the start. I mean, it's quite handy because I don't think those guys get a scalp to them from the armored cars and divisional support. So, but then it doesn't give you spearhead; it only gives you scout. This is true. Yeah, I can be with that. Yeah. But so I was trying to work this out because <clears throat> that just means you can move forward fast better because you can remain on the ground while moving, but. I don't think you want to be moving with those guys, do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> We're scouting up towards you. Okay, cool. Yep, cheers, thanks. Okay. Yes. So, See you in a minute. Next up is a Toldy Light Company, which is um, HQ and two to four Toldy platoons. Um, if you really like Toldies, I guess, it's one of the two. Not quite sure you go for it otherwise. I mean, yeah, and also the um, Shabba. Armour car company is the same thing, HQ and two to three Shabba armour clubs. There's no other support or anything. I, I, do, I do like the fact there's only two to three or two to four platoons in it, unlike the German 222 card, which has a billion. Hmm. So, you know, even if you do go down this route, it's not going to be a massive formation. No. Cheap. Definitely cheap. Might be a good way of bolstering your um, Nimrod formation as well. Those guys sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going to turn over to uh, side two now of the uh, of the of the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the tape. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've worn outside one. <laughs> okay, so slightly, slightly a bit more interesting than the actual Shabber itself is the Motorized Recon Company, which is basically a HQ, one to three motorized rifle platoons. So guys yep. in the um, yeah. And then one to two shabbers in there, all toldies. So it gives you a kind of like and these a, are motor rifles. Yeah, these are the better rifles. ones, right? Yeah. Mm. So if you want to take motorized rifles, do not particularly fuss about machine guns, mortars, or small eight tank, but you did fancy extra toldies, this is the formation for you. It's a bit of a niche thing, I'm sure, but someone's gonna like it. A niche but, of a niche. But you could pair it up with the next car, which is motorcycles, and then obviously the infantry can move a bit faster, so they dismount. Hmm. That's an interesting trade-off, because it's no points as well, so it's just a flat swap. Hmm. What is their points? The motorcycles are two points. Oh, no, sorry, the motorized recon company, just generally. So yes, you yeah. can swap the, you know, you're losing some access to support and gaining other, gaining the, the charger. My Shabba's we want machine number two. That's it. And then some more cards. 
Chelmsford. So Stormover Storm Don. Yep, Storm Don. Yep. That used to be their rule, didn't it? Back in yep. version three, they used to be dig in better. So it's for the formation, two points for the formation, and you dig in on the three plus. For any for any infantry, just as infantry. So it could be for the rifle guys, in which case that's a really good boost. And <laughs> um, even for the hussars, it's still pretty handy. Well, don't forget as well that your machine guns, I believe, count as infantry. Yep. And I'm not I, sure about the mortars. That, yeah, mortars that's, are, yeah, that's, yeah, infantry, that's yeah. it. Mm, that's probably worth it for that rifle platoon, like the standard rifles. I'm mean, honestly, it's quite still quite worth for the hussars, especially if your game plan is to assault and take the objective and then have to counterattack. You know, get ready for a counterattack. Can you, yeah, you can do that, can't you? The yeah. yeah. And like I say, at two points, it's just like, you know, it's a relatively cheap... You know, what, like one of those platoons going to lose a, a machine gun and a light tank, tank rifle. But the whole formation then gets the ability to dig in. So if you are on the attack, you attack, you take the objective, but next turn you dig in, and you should, on a 3+, plus, you've got a much better chance than a 4+. plus. So I think it's worth mm. it. Yeah, I think that's that's that's, that's quite not well, and, that's, and that gives you some unique flavour as well. Hmm. And the last card is Elite Crew, which just means you go to a halt fire rate of three with your Panzer Four HQ, which is if you've got long barrel, long barrel one, <laughs> mind you, it's four points. It's quite a lot of points for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, mid-war Hungarians. What do we think, guys? Where's the uh, Where's the Zerinis? Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's break. Let's break. Let's yeah, break I don't. I don't war, yeah. Exactly. I don't think they they were available to them. I I I, I like it. It feels very much like the Finns in that it feels uh, um it feels very in, internally balanced. There's nothing that's screaming. You yeah. know, I know we kept harping on about the Nimrods, but there doesn't seem anything that's you know ultimately leaping out and going. This is absolutely you know amazing, but it, none of it's terrible either. Mm -hmm. Even the, the stuff that is terrible is still very cheap, and actually the formation's good. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, got, it's got potential. It's a solid, uh, solid addition. I think you know for people who want to play. Those lists is they've given them the default treatment. They've got there's nothing in there that screams must, must you know, must buy, which means they probably don't yeah. get the points. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. So we go to the old um, officer, and officer answers. And officer answers. So we did uh, a special Patreon only officer answers. Yeah, many because I was being lazy enough. I only wanted to post this once, which seemed well, easier to do to pay once. Do it right, you know. And yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah we're, not gonna make, we're not gonna make a habit of this. We will be going back to doing it on the Facebook for everyone. Um, yeah. So, but it, I just want to see if it worked, and it did. So, um, got some really good questions come through. These people give us some money, so we might as well say their names at least more than once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even try and get them right. Yes. Promises, well, promises, Eddie's right? reading them out. Yeah. yeah, come on, seriously. Under promise, over the, the, the murdering of names. 
Let the mayor of names commence. Uh, so Martin Turnier. <laughs> is it? Is he Hungarian? He is now. Yeah. That's it. All the names now are going to be in Hungarian. We're going to say all the names in Hungarian. Yeah, you've committed. You've committed. You've committed now, Eddie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't really like to mess up my own name. Um, yeah. Ask Have the recent releases from Ally- Axis Allies helped the game overall by making more historical list creation possible, or have they created further opportunity? For power gaming creep, and if so, what impact might this have on the overall community makeup? Well, I don't think the one community quest- one much question. Makeup. One question, Martin. One question. Yeah, honestly. no, he wants three in one second. He wants three for one. Well, he's got four <laughs> as well. It says T26, oh T38 formations. Are these a must include for competitive gaming? For the fins, I assume. I imagine or Axis yeah. I'm confused. So going back start, to start again. Axis, one at a time. Allies, one at a time. Axis yeah. allies. Have they helped with historical creation? I I don't think it's too early to tell. Really? Is the I answer. Think, uh, it has helped. It's given more done, for the people that won't do historical yeah. lists. Uh, more options are better than less options. Exactly. Just yes. are. They just are. I, I think they've given some they give them some flavour and they give them some um, the ability to take something other than the, the standard German kit as well, which is always nice. Um, you know, not everyone wants uh, Panzer Fours. Yeah. But you should, because Panzer Fours are awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Overall community, mate, I... I... It's going to be interesting because obviously we've had a lot of releases and not a lot of games being played with them. So I think it's going to be a bit of a backlog of people at tournaments. I think there's, you know, you've got the, the fact that no one's really played a tournament in over a year. So there's going to be a lot of people relearning stuff. So that in itself is going to affect to the swinginess of, of the competitive gaming scene, as it were. Um, <laughs> this is a part where you're saying it's just completely broken to goodness. No, I, I, I think it's just going to be... <laughs> I think it's just too early to tell. It's honest, you know, and, and I think that, that there's been a massive, you know, global phenomenon over the last two years, which is going to have a bigger impact than any weird, weird Axis Allies, you know, list stuff. I mean, we can, we can kind of see it with the Bollingrad thing. Um, Mark Sark goes live next week to get into it, where it was like um, a list of like SS... SS Germans with Tigers and then a Finnish T20, uh, T26 platoon as uh, sorry formation as a form- allied formation given like a, a host of like light tanks. Um, oh, it, it didn't seem to go you know it didn't do much for him because Mark still beat him with eight one. Um, so it's it's I, I don't know it's like yes the option there people might start to try and think the spamming force is there but um, ultimately a T26 is still. A T26 and Nate War is not the it's not the pinnacle of um, armored you know, um, support that way. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of them, but there's still a lot a lot of nothing is still nothing. <laughs> it's like the um, R35 platoon, isn't it, for the Romanians? Yeah. Yeah, so, they're one point each, but they're also awful. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. Like 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 
like you're saying, it's going to be you know, the actual full impact of this got to wait to see. But I mean, if it gets down to it, and TS can always you know, restrict, say, no allied formations or um, allied support and just you know, have poor bird lists. Yeah. But it does yeah. obviously hurt then that some of the Axis allies who then would be relying on Germans for support and stuff. But Yeah, it's going to punch them hard. The Panzalia asks, related to the T26 and T28 question, given the new formations and new missions on top of the 2017 change to capturing objectives, do infantry formations still have a place in competitive version 4 Flames of War? Or does their static playstyle relegate them to historical scenarios only? I must miss that um, static playstyle. Yeah. Duncan was charging me with um, some machine gun armed Americans. Yeah, I yeah. totally, I totally missed the static play style when my uh, platoon of crocodile Churchills got swamped by uh, British pa- uh, paras. Yeah, They're the most maneuverable I, thing on the I, board. I hope, I hope there's still room for them because I've got, I've missed a lot of time and effort. <laughs> they they want to be. Um, I think, I think there's always going to be a place for infantry. I think. You know, I, 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 it still wins you the game more often than not by holding and taking objectives. Yeah. And those infantry are, you know, say in late war, being backed up by relatively cheap medium guns, like six-pounders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, you know, like a, you know, a Pac-38 platoon, the Germans will ward off a T-26. So. Well, those those 57 mils the other the other week were five points for three. I mean, yeah, you, you're taking them. Why, why wouldn't you take them? Yeah, it's going to be. It's interesting. Uh, infantry really, they really suffer when you have the billiard table top. The the terrain on the board, really, you know, if you've got enough woodlands, infantry are bloody manoeuvrable and scary as heck. Especially yeah. now we're getting to the late war stuff where they've actually got integral. Yeah, you know, anti tank stuff involved with Panzerfaust and the yeah. Well, even, even if it's limited anti tank, like even if you've only got one pier or one bazooka, it's still something like that can actually do something. Yeah. Whereas I think in mid war the the anti tank rifle is, I, I hope this does something. Yeah. This might do something. You know, eighty five is probably only good against the, the side armor of most stuff. Whereas a bazooka, you can fire it at the front of some things and still get some joy. Yeah, I think mean, I think the mistake is that most people try to sit still in version four, and it just doesn't work. If anything's sitting still, it's not doing as much as if it was moving for most things. Well, it's just a different. It's a different mindset. You, like Lee, they had the same thing. Like if you get caught in a double, I had two um, artillery markers ranged on his square band at one point, and he just fell back. There's no point sitting under that barrage, yeah. you know. No. I did for one turn. I got lucky and only lost one yeah. stand. Next turn, I didn't. I thought, well, I'll just fall back because I just can see ground and stay alive. Exactly. And the, I think that's the difference. Is that it felt like in V three, you could we could weather that storm a bit better. V four, yeah. if you if you stay stay under that repeat barrage, it is going to start grinding you down very quickly. So you got you got to be a bit more flexible in your thought process, I guess, with the infantry rather than. Th- Thinking, right, I've set up on the objective, they're not going to move again. Mate, got to stay mobile. So, Battle Razor asks With the upcoming Romanian and Hungarian stuff for Flames of War, do you reckon they ally better into Germany or Soviets? Ooh, good one. Um, 
I, the list I've seen so far, people have been um, partnering. Well, obviously, the Hungarians have to go with Germany. They, they don't get a choice. It, it doesn't really cover the point where they switched over. Um, the actual Romanians, I've seen some good combinations of them so far with the Russians, um, pairing them up with the IS-85s, IS-2s. Yeah, just for raw hitting power. Mm. <laughs> Which is scary. That's a scary, you know, proposition. I I think they need some heavy hitting power. So whatever you're allying them with, that's that's what needs to, that's what you needs know. to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think it matters in what form necessarily. Um historically accurate ones would be nice, but you know, let's let's not go down that route too far. So redacted asks if I cancel my <laughs> if I cancel my subscription and resub, then will I become internet famous again? Yes. Internet infamous at that point. No, no, no. Exactly. The only way you can do that is if you re you resubscribe with underscore one after your username, <gasps> and then yes. yeah. So you can only become internet famous if you resub you subscribe under a different email. <laughs> I've got to get that free. You know, got to get those subs up so we can abscond to the Barbados. Yeah, but Barbados for Christmas. Yeah, nice try, sorry. I'm not going to read your name out. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Hopkins asks, how can we individually help the community grow and expand? Oh, okay. Offer <laughs> tutorial games. Yeah, just play, yeah. If you've got a club, just say, look, guys, come down this night. Anyone fancies a tutorial game, come down here, I'll run you through the game. Yeah. It's always the best place, gets people interested, makes sure the table looks really nice, nice terrain, nicely painted armies on it, so it gets people's interest if they're you know, around, basically, and see it being played. That's always, I think, the best way of starting this kind of thing. Yeah. Share, share your hobby on social media sites as well. You know, yeah. just keep it visible, keep people excited about what you do. Mm -hmm. Start a, work, a blog and a podcast and... Uh, <laughs> and then uh, jack it all in and come work for us um he also asks how do you currently approach historical slash narrative list building in version four's more open and less historically based list building presentation i i i, I don't think it is less historical there you go i'm gonna i'm gonna get shot i'm gonna get shouted at by people now but I don't think it's less historic. I think they just remove some of the uh, arbitrary restrictions. There's nothing to stop you doing what you want to do. You just have to work a bit harder to do it. Mm -hmm. And you can and use... You, you have to those, steer yourself away. Yeah, you can use those restrictions to actually do more stuff historical. So if yes. you want to do British in Italy and have the 76mm armed Shermans that Brits used in Italy, then you can just have an allied American platoon and just pay up as British. There you go. It, you just have to remove some of your preconceptions that, that everything's going to be in the book, the, the book in your head. Some of it is missing. You know, I'm not going to defend that. There is stuff that is absent. Um, you know, uh, Yag Panthers for Normandy are missing. There's nothing you can do about that at the moment, really. <laughs> They're just not there. But you can. You know, there are plenty of ways that you can set other 
other things up to to you know simulate those historical formations and you just have to do a bit of research i think and work out what you can and can't do and the other thing is just because you can't do it in the book doesn't mean you can't do it like you know um we were talking about this yeah we were talking about this the other day that there's a progression card that's for 105 um mounting guns but you can't use that with like the beach defenders yeah you can yeah you can i just can't you know i just have to speak to lee in advance say i'm doing this you got a problem with it yeah or the answer is why are you doing that <laughs> is it because it's really good no it's it's just that's what they had so I, I think that there's yeah i think that there's a preconception that that this streamlined edition is not as historical and i think that that's not necessarily true i just think that it's not as overtly um historical as previously well previously it was just because they had they, they were happy doing 15 lists where the only thing that was different was you had a different type of support tank in the platoon like you know this one has 76 mil Shermans. This one only has 75 mil Shermans. This one has 105 mil, you know. Yeah. And all they've done is put well, It's like the, yeah, the desert ones. Paint. Yeah. Yeah, desert ones. Oh, 15th Panzer had two uh, Lorraine Sleppers in their um, rifle companies. Okay. But we're going to do an entire formation for that just because the <laughs> that one yeah. two-gun battery is different. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of work for not a lot of, yeah, not a lot of payback. Yeah, so uh, yeah. it's still there. You can still do it. But also people were less put off by having a million different lists for, you know, a Sherman company. There's just one to bend it how you wish. One of the things that I've been doing is going from my version three books, looking at the list and going, oh, OK, so I take that, that platoon, that platoon, that platoon. And I've got, you know, that historical unit that I'm trying to do kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm also I'm not going to say it's perfect. So I oh. think it's it's not perfect, but it is. It doesn't. I don't think you're. I think the only limitations are the ones that you put in in your own head. I want Jagdpanthers at D-Day. Okay, they'll come. They'll be in the boat. They'll be fine. They're coming. Can I Jag Tigers? Uh, sure. Can I Jag Tigers in the desert? Uh, you can. Can. But this this is, goes back to should you? <laughs> oh, so busy, you're too busy wondering if you could. You didn't even stop to think if you should. <laughs> the exactly. Tiger was, the ag tiger was struggling enough in north in northern Europe. You've got to put in the desert. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to break down. It's going to run out of fuel. Speaking of yeah. big cats in deserts, uh, Nathan Taylor asks because no one's mentioned it for a while. Why do panthers suck so much? <laughs> That's a good question. Fourth right is ever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think at some point um, Phil Yates was abused by a panther and this is just his outlook. For, uh... <laughs> Phil, oh. Phil, happy birthday, by the way, Phil. But other than that, show us on the doll where the panther touched you. Exactly. Here, here. <laughs> it, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I honestly believe it's the, the front armour 10 thing. And as soon as they get front armour 10 back. But they'll be expensive. They'll be more expensive. Yeah, but I think they, they lost out. Uh, Don't you sigh at me, me like that. I did. <laughs> they will be. The things that made them distinctive versus a Tiger, which was a better front armour and better gun, have been eroded by the fact the 88 became 14. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the Panther lost te- his front armour 10. 
Yeah. And then to compound that, it's a one point less um, expensive than the Tiger, which has got better in just about every single stat that matters. It's uh, yeah. Until uh, it gets his front armor ten. <laughs> He's not changed that gene. And then no. I hope. Then I hope it'll be front armor ten, and it'll be the less points. It'll be three points a tank. Because they'll be, they'll be reluctant trained or something by that point. Because yeah. they'll be on fire just from the start. Mm-hmm. They'll be on fire. Yeah, a group by people who don't even know what. Uh, yeah, how to drive, let alone how yeah, to drive yeah. a tank. They've never even seen a tank before, and now they're going to war yeah. one. Well, you know, honest driving, you can leave him. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Just, just blind faith. Uh, Nathan also asks: When choosing to attack, maneuver, or defend, do you have any tips on which is the best choice? Uh, attack, uh, attack, yeah. attack, attack. <laughs> It, yep. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it comes down to whether what your reserves selections are, and are you going to lose the game if you get delayed or deep, deep reserves? reserves, yeah. Deep, deep reserves um, yeah, but I think you can also you can trick people or trip people up by picking defend if they're not expecting it, in order to get things with um, reserve missions. Yes. But you need to be careful and look at whatever matrix, mission matrix you're using before you do that to make sure you're not totally annihilating your chances of winning the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever picked maneuver. I've picked defend and I have attacked, but I don't think I've ever picked maneuver. I I've chosen tried maneuver a few times, just where I, where I want to be. On the offensive, but I just don't want the enemy to be sort of dug in, you know. And on the, I want, I want them to be forced to be mobile as well. Especially a list I'm more, I'm more maneuverable than them. And okay. I want them to try and, you know, I want one of those missions where I try and race across the board to get ejected out in the middle of nowhere, knowing I can win that battle. Mm-hmm. And if they choose, and also if they choose to go defend, then me going maneuver means. I deprive them of them just having that sort of sit down defend battle. It, you know, it yeah. helps drive it towards being that kind of new battle. Okay. Yeah. That's so I, I think it's basically the thing is if, if I think the enemy is going to go defend, I'm going to go maneuver. If I think they're going to go attack, I'll go attack to again force them new battle, basically. Yeah, that's a good point. I, then you double bluff each other and then you end up. <laughs> he's still end up playing uh, no retreat yeah so yeah well, what do you do if someone's going to attack you do you change your mindset and and flip um, or do you just go oh, I'm going to attack as well knowing that you've only got yeah no, it's going to force it into a mobile battle yeah yeah well hopefully when you rip, you'll still count for it I just don't I, just, I think unless you're set up for defending you never want to go choose defense stance yeah because that whole thing you mean a, no, you're yeah. not going to be hurt by deep reserves, basically. So we, we, what we're talking about there is a predominantly infantry force? Yes, yeah. Okay. Okay. Darren Hart says, looking for some tips and hints on painting winter camouflage, either vehicles or infantry, the bulge is coming and we must be ready. <laughs> um, for me, the, the dirt, the the cheaty cheaty way of doing winter tanks is to just spray them white and then sponge on the camouflage colour 
as chipping and wearing underneath. Yep. That is super, super quick and super easy. And then paint on lots of mud because obviously everything turns to mud very quickly. Yeah, then mud to kind of break up the whiteness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the infantry, my sneaky hint is the Games Workshop technical snow paint uh, on the base. Yeah, that's very good. Valhalla and Blizzard is very good. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I'll be doing. I, I would also recommend the uh, contrast paint, Apothecary White. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's what I did on my Soviets. Um, your whitewash was the contrast. Well, it's actually, no, it's, uh, so I sprayed it white, just Corex white, and yeah. then used the um, contrast paint like a, a panel liner. Oh. So, because so, it, it comes out kind of a light, light grey colour. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can quite easily do that and then just dry brush white over the top of it again, and that gives you a very, very uh, flat white uh, um, finish, but also um, yeah. definition. Yeah. yeah. And then with the Soviet stuff, what I was doing was actually, like you were saying about chipping, I did it with a dry brush though, but I turned the vehicle upside down and dry brushed from bottom to top. Oh. Instead of top to bottom, if that makes yeah. sense. So you're trying to get the white to remain mostly on the top surfaces rather than the bottom surfaces. The side, yeah. And that, that seemed to work quite well. And you can scrub you can scrub away. I've never been a fan of... I've looked at the hairbrush... Or not hairbrush, sorry. Um, hairspray technique and things like that. And I'm not uh, really just, a fan of... Well, it's just too risky to me. Just use a blister pack sponge. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, you know, if you're going to paint the, a, a tank and then hope that the um, hairspray will stop you just obliterating all the detail you just painted with white. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I'm interested to actually see what um, apothecary white looks like over a standard spray now. Like an olive drab spray. Yeah. I wonder if that would actually work. See what happens. I'm going to find a spare turn and try it out. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be an interesting one because it does, you know, it does move away from, um, you know, the top areas pretty yeah. well. Stuff it should look like pretty much like a whitewash wood. It is a whitewash. And the yeah. streaking, yeah, the streaking is not a problem because that doesn't matter. That's what it's supposed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I can, I can heartily recommend as well the, uh, what they called Vallejo Earth Texture, Dark Earth for mud. Um, and there's also a small pot of something else I use for mud. But they're excellent. Just paint them on to the tracks, clump it up, and it yeah. looks, yeah, looks, looks brilliant. Mud and whitewash, and maybe if you're really insane, little bits of uh, tissue glued on with PVA glue to represent the sheets that they got really desperate. The British bedsheet uh, um, camo, yes. Bedsheet camo, yeah. Oh, you're talking Lee's language now. That's it. <laughs> Gluing things on your tank to obscure the lovingly crafted detail. Yeah, these crisp uh, plastic tanks. Yeah, we want to get rid of all that detail. Yeah, or in my case, try it. Obscure those crappy open fire Shermans from the first open fire box. Finally then, GCHQ puts himself on his own watch list by asking if he reveals himself, or sorry, if they reveal themselves, will you make them a t-shirt? Yeah. But also, can we just clarify what reveal means? 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. They put themselves on their own watch list. No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't mean like the old man in a Mac reveal. <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah. Well, that's not a sad panda noise. That's a uh, officer. <laughs> officer, <laughs> officer. I will point out to, um, our, to our listeners that we have done a few. We have done a few t-shirt offers in the past. No one's actually ever claimed their t-shirt. So. Oh really? So if you guys have, yeah. if you, yeah, you might you might want to go back and listen to your episodes and find out your names that have been called out. <laughs> one, of the, one of these days, I will go back and listen and try and chase people up on this. But I'm pretty sure there was two. There was two. We done it twice, and no time we actually claimed it. Yeah. There we go. I like this whole giving free stuff away, not actually having to pay for it. Exactly. That's how a charity works, right? That's how charity works. <laughs> Just pretend to give stuff away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that is the end of Enough Has Our Answers. Was that all of them? That was all of them. That's quite a few. That's quite a few. Well done. Well done, Patreons. Thank you very much. Excellent right. questions. Events, then. How you uh, guys? Get, how you guys get on for Warfare? Well, I've just painted some of these crew, and they look terrible now the paint's dried. So I'm obviously way too tired to be painting. <laughs> what crew? For my um, tank company. I've got you know, oh, tank, okay. Tank commanders. Yes. I've got the gunners for the M12s and the mortar crew as well. Yeah. See, my my list building would be really helped out by the fact that I actually decide what I'm going to take and stick to it. <laughs> well, I've not decided uh, yet, but what I'm going to do is get 100 points painted and finished. And then... Finished? No, painted and finished. And then from there, decide you know, if that's what I'm actually going to use or is it, or actually, or is it going to motivate me? Because it's uh, Warfare's on the 27th and 28th of November. Yeah. So between now and then, I'll probably change my list about five times. But if every time I change it, I can't change it until it's painted and finished, then I'll have another five armies painted. Oh my god, that's like yeah, that's like playing chicken with yourself. That's like fifteen, you know, hundred percent increase on in what I've painted over the last two years. Do you think you're setting your targets too high? To- <laughs> no, no, they're totally attain- attainable and realistic. Yeah. And time bound. They're none of those things, are they, Eddie? They're I talking. suppose time-bound, yeah. Have you smart for your objectives? Yes. <laughs> well. Are they specific? Yeah, we should do this. Eddie does smart objectives. <laughs> are my targets just... smart? Are they specific? Yes. If we, if we can get enough patron supporters, I'll do smart. <laughs> what, what threshold, yeah. What threshold? Enough that I can retire to Bermuda. Is that your smart objective? That is my smart objective. <laughs> to run off to Bermuda. Does Tacey know? Does that have interest? Yeah, that's your objective. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> Where are you going, Eddie? Nowhere. Nowhere. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be back never. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All my plans have come to fruition. I don't see my name on this list, Eddie. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, a bit awkward, but what do you mean? What do you mean British Airways? What do you mean British Airways don't take painted armies as payment? <laughs> yeah. Ruined. Well how would you get them over there? How would you get all your yeah, your armies oh, over there? Battlefield cases. Well for everything. Yeah. 
So everything's going to be cased up. <laughs> and then I realise it's going to be a transport plane at this point. It's been a lot of money on cases, yeah. Get a C-17 in, yeah. So. <laughs> Was he going to drop it out of the back like an airdrop? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Does that mean, does that mean I, I can uh, only paint paratrooper armies? Yes. <laughs> That's not really a problem you. Oh, actually, while we talk about that, did you know that the Leflander platoon is still on um, the, the online shop? Yes, all early war models pretty much are still on there because when they went to version three, they got rid of all the uh, the late war disappeared in the big sale, but mid war and early war stayed on the original shop. See, I was looking at them thinking, mm, I wonder if I could use them for the Flanders stamp for Normandy. Prob- well, they've got the early war smocks that didn't undo. Okay. If you look at them, all of their smocks are attached between their legs, whereas they put poppers in there in the second version of the paratrooper smock. So by the uh, mid-war... Uh, um, I'm not hearing a no. You know, well, yeah, I mean, they've MG34s were still being used, you know. You, you you miss out on the cool mix mash of stuff. Um, obviously, they haven't got e, uh, FG 34s either, the little assault rifle thing they had. Yeah, but they didn't have them, did they? The Flanders? Well, they, but by mid war, they were just normal platoon. Normal, yeah, normal infantry, weren't they? Normal force maker, they weren't anything special. Well, these, were, these guys weren't false mega. Well, these guys weren't coming on the transport aircraft afterwards and secure. Yeah. Oh, were they? Oh, we. Well. Yeah, I don't see why not. I'm trying mm. to think what the differences are. I know the smocks are very different, but then you can still paint them the same as if they were just all, they're just all buttoned up. If that makes sense. Yeah. No one's flying low, yeah. No one's flying low, yeah. No one's letting it you know, breathe. All hang out. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's intriguing. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, a bit of a tangent there, but... Well, we never have those. It just, yeah, it, it dawned on me when I was having a poke around that they were still on there. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been... It's a good couple of stuff. There's also the mid-war desert stuff. It's all like the... Um, British Indian platoons. Yeah. That's all still on the original web store. And the SAS Desert bits and pieces, which I may, I may not avail myself of. Yeah, and the late War Commandos are on there as well. Pete Young. Characters, yeah, yeah. No, no well, that's the platoon pack is on there. There's a late War Commandos and there's a mid War Pete Young Commandos as well. Mm. So, uh, yeah, no. Should be right. Buy and paint and find out. Buy some more. Uh, oh I, don't God, know, I don't, know, don't know what I'm taking to warfare yet. And uh, obviously, the two weeks before on the 13th of November is salute in London. Um, yes. Begging people to go to because I think if they don't go, then they won't make any money. And then if they don't make any money, they won't be there next year. So it's a tricky one. That save your trade show. It is a tricky one. I can I can see why people might not. I, I, I don't know. I was talking about this idea that you might get more European visitors because if they have strange import tax stuff, it might actually work out cheaper just to get on a plane and fly over and That's go to the show than it would be to actually... Probably not you know, a bad shout. 
Oh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, true but it just, yeah. Depending so on how work out of vaccine passports and whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hopefully by then, yeah, that point, everything will be less in less flux and we'll actually have a strategy worked out. But I love flux. It's a great game by the Labs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say about arc welding then. I love flux. Yes. Should we shoot flux this the flux thing? We're now devolving into mindless rambling. As opposed to? Brainless rambling. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glad there's a definition. <laughs> so, tonight's dice is a big red one, which I happened to find while I was clearing out. Okay. So, I, we haven't had this for a while. We haven't had this. I'm not sure we have, we have actually I think had we've had big, this one yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so big red one, they are the veterans in America, so they get better skill checks, don't they? They're not they true veterans, they're not do. true veterans, but they get tactics three plus. Yes. Yeah, they get crafty, three, don't they? Also. Yes, it's a three plus to shoot and scooped. That's a five. Woo! Wouldn't matter if we were, you know, trained. <laughs> yeah, shoot and scooping with infantry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You do it, do it closer, don't you? To get into assault range next turn. Do you, do you not just walk up? Well, it depends what you've got. <laughs> you can sort it with MGs, obviously. Okay, yeah, MDs and not MG rifles. <laughs> the Armored Train Ripper podcast you've been listening to is Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of World podcast and the team of Breakthrough Assault, UK. and was brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the number... Big Red seven. One! Yeah, number one. <laughs> the number one! The number one and the friendly Hun. Everybody wants to roll the. Everybody wants to play Hungarian. Did Did you see actually that the the, the the Canadians Jesus flipped the statue of Queen Victoria today? Good. I saw that just before I came on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, what reservation was there? It was outside the Senate, I think. What's Queen Victoria ever done to Indigenous people around the world? <laughs> <laughs>